Dr. Michael Roizen. Dr. Michael Roizen. You, the Owner's Manual Radio Show. You're listening to You, the Owner's Manual Radio Podcast on Radio MD, iHeart, or wherever you download us from. Thank you very much for doing that. Our engineer, Caitlin, is always ready, able, and hopefully will do an outstanding job because we have a great guest. Ted Smith, our Theodore Smith, who's an MD-PhD, professor of ophthalmology at the Icon School of Medicine at Mount Sinai Hospital and at the New York Eye and Ear Institute, is our guest. He's going to talk a little bit about the relationship of eye disease, especially macular degeneration and heart disease, and what it means to you, how it gives you a head start at preventing each, that is both vision loss and heart disease and stroke, by knowing about both of them. In the meantime, I should tell you, we are, as usual, sponsored by Life's First Naturals, Life's First Naturals, N-A-T-U-R-A-L with an S, Dot com. They are the makers or providers of bovine colostrum as well as true biotics. Do look them up. Go to their website just to um, tell us or, or make the sponsor know that you care about us. Uh, this is 1113B. The Bs are always great guests like Ted Smith. The As are the latest news of the week and what it means to you. So, Ted, um, if you will, thank you very much for being here, um, and and yeah, I, I assume you you practice something related to macular degeneration at the New York Eye and Ear as well as study it. Is that right? Yes, that's exactly right. My practice is devoted to the retina specialty, including macular degeneration primarily. And macular degeneration has several stages. Give us a a little bit of the background on macular degeneration before you go into uh, the latest research and how this changes um, a lot about what we know about eye and eye disease. Sure. Well, macular degeneration is the leading cause of blindness uh, in our country and in the developed world. And uh, it usually starts fairly inconspicuously with the deposition of material in the retina that may be asymptomatic for a while, but then as it progresses, it can go along to destroy retinal tissue, and then the patient will lose vision. So that can happen further down the line. And the two forms that are the most common that we see in, in terms of these deposits are uh, things called drusen. That's the most commonly known one. And then these other ones known as... Uh, SDDs that stand for the subretinal deposits, and what, what we have determined is that the um, there's a very strong connection between just the one form, the SDD form, uh, and high-risk cardiovascular disease and stroke. So that connection was not recognized for a long time because people were looking at all of AMD and all of vascular disease, but it's the connection is only between that one form of the disease with these particular deposits, which is about half of the cases, and with certain high-risk uh, diseases such as heart attack, uh, congestive heart failure, severe valve disease, or carotid artery stenosis associated with stroke. And now, now, who have these disorders? Yeah, 
Sure. Dr. Smith, there there is both a early stage and a late stage. Is there not of macular degeneration? Correct. And then Correct. how how does how do these drusen or deposits differ in the early versus the late and how do they de- differ between people with heart disease and who don't have heart disease? So I've asked you a bunch of sure. questions all at once. So That's tell right. us the difference between early and late. Okay, in the early disease, uh, there is evidence of early tissue damage and some deposition material, but the patient generally still has pretty good vision. The late stages come on when there is uh, definite tissue damage in the central macula, and those are classified into two major forms. We casually refer to them as the wet form and the dry form. This is what patients generally hear. And the dry form is the one that uh, causes just slow, gradual vision loss with tissue death. And the wet form is the one which is uh, more rapidly onset with explosion of abnormal blood vessels, leakage, and, and, and bleeding in the macula, which can lead to very, very rapid visual loss. So those are the two forms of the advanced. And what I mentioned before, kind of the two forms of the earlier, and each one can lead to either of the other ones. And and uh, the um, the drusen. How does one, if if I'm a uh, a regular old person and don't know anything about medicine, um, what sh- what should I be aware of relating to this? How do I? Who is it that I should just? get a regular ophthalmology visit every how often and when does this start and how do we how does this help us either preventing heart disease or preventing eye disease okay but the first place to start is everybody uh certainly over the age of 60 should have a routine regular eye exam every year and what we're recommending is that examination should include a special diagnostic test called the OCT. And with the OCT, you can identify these deposits if they are forming within the eye. And you can also distinguish between them. So you can tell if they are the Drusen type or the SDD type. So once you have that knowledge, uh, you know, number one, that you have some form of, of macular degeneration. So that's already starting on the eye side. But if you have the SDD form, you then are at high risk for having heart disease or propensity for stroke. So those patients then are going to need to be seen by a cardiologist or a neurologist uh, for the appropriate testing in their specialties to see what's going on in the patient's heart. Because the patient may not have any idea that they've got these other diseases going on, just like they may not know that they have the eye disease. So now how... So someone's going to ask me, how expensive is OCT? Is it covered by Medicare? What's the what's the uh, what a, what's the difference between a ophthalmo- a regular general ophthalmologist, an optometry visit, an ophthalmology visit? So take us through a little bit of the routine things that an average person might not understand without your explanation. Okay, sure. Sure. So when you go to an ophthalmologist and particularly retina specialist, uh, let's say in the uh, uh, advanced medical center, then everyone has um, the capability of giving this OCT retinal examination. 
And so they're commonly used in all retina specialists, private office or academic centers. And the good news is that they're all covered by insurance. Um, the, the ultimate cost is not that high to begin with. I think it's a little over $100, but almost all of that is covered by, by Medicare. So um, it also takes only a few minutes. Uh, it's non-invasive, doesn't require dilation, as opposed to other much more expensive tests that you need to do to evaluate your, your heart or your, or your blood vessels. So it's uh, quick and easy and not doesn't cost. Now, now, go through that again. So when I go to the ophthalmologist, will a routine ophthalmologist, will, will a non-retinal specialist have this device or do I need to go to a retinal specialist? Well, that's, that's getting into a very interesting discussion because many general ophthalmologists will not routinely administer this test. And generally, it is reserved for uh, retina specialists who are trying to look for macular degeneration or other retinal diseases like, for example, diabetic retinopathy. And so the general ophthalmologist may not have a high index of suspicion for this disorder, and that's something we'll have to address going down the line because as, as we see more and more AMD, as we see these relationships to uh, serious systemic disease, that recommendations have, have to get out there that people are going to need this test. And um, the now an optometrist won't have this, or will they often have this? Is a this is a picture I take it of the eye. Is mm -hmm, that right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And interesting. And, some op, yep, and some optometrists do have it, and some uh, general ophthalmologists also do have it. So it's kind of a mix at this point. I should have made that more clear. So, Any retina specialist. So if but, you're over the yeah. age of sixty. Maybe mm -hmm. when you call in, you say, I want an OCT test. Do you offer that? And that may be one of the... And now, how tough is it to define this process if one gets an OCT test? Does the OCT test automatically say you've got X type of drusen, or is this a, uh, a new thing, and do you have to really push your doctor to, to uh, understand that? At, at this point, it's better for the doctor to look. If the doctor knows what to look for, though, it's very easy to detect. So once you have the pictures um, and you look at the scan, the, it was, you will see very easily whether they have drusen or if they have the STDs or neither. And they're very clear in their location. The drusen are under one particular layer and the STDs are sitting on top of that same layer. So the Anybody looking at that scan can see immediately if, if, if either one of those are present. So that's the good news. Um, if somebody has to look, yeah, we don't. It's not automated yet. Some things are automated, but not this. And now, let's say you've, as I understand it, you said there's a early form of macular degeneration called the dry form. Is if I understood what you were saying, and that's slowly progressive. 
can you have if if you if someone says I think you've got macular degeneration and you haven't done this OCT test, should you say can you give me the OCT test or will they automatically do that? What's the what's the this is new information that you've just published and really just discovered as I understand it. How how likely is it that the ophthalmologist that we see out in uh if you will, Davenport, Iowa will know this. Well, they'll know to do the OCT because that's the key diagnostic tool for the AMD itself. So the new discovery is that the findings in the eye then clue us to what's going on in the rest of the body. So that's that's the new thing. So the ophthalmologists are well aware and they all use, certainly the retina specialists, use the OCT to study the macula and to diagnose macular degeneration. Um, but what's new is if we look at that same test and we see these certain types of deposits, then we have a high index of suspicion that um, the patient has a cardiovascular disease. And that's what is the, that's the new discovery and they need to be checked up for that. And so now let's say that they find this stuff. Is there, does that mean they should be go immediately to their internist and say, hey, I've got this. What can I do to prevent heart disease and stroke? In other words, I take it from this report you have in um, the journal Retina, and, and um, we've got to say that uh, Ted Smith is a retinal specialist at the New York Eye and Ear Infirmary of Mount Sinai. He's at the Icon School of Medicine, and you can go to the New York Eye and Ear Informary website. Um, but he's a summa cum laude, Phi Beta Kappa graduate, um, and has a PhD in mathematics. So we're not talking with a abnormal, with a normal person. He also graduated Alpha Omega Alpha from Albert Einstein College of Medicine. Um, and uh, did did go to the University of Illinois uh, College of Medicine for some eye training, which is one of the, the top eye institutes in the world as well. Um, so um, what I take it from uh, this is that we're, we're getting to talk to a uh, really top person in the field. So forgive me for... Uh, um, just mentioning that again, but the point is um, that uh, when you, if the doc says you've got this, this these drusen um, in what we call the S SDD uh, type of drusen, will they know the term uh, subretinal drus drusenoid deposits, or will they uh, that if you have that? Um, you should really s start aggressive lifestyle management for heart disease and stroke. Is that, is that, did I take away what I should have taken away, or is there something else I should take away from this? Well, that's the basic message, and uh, what the word we're also trying to get out is just what you asked. Many uh, eye physicians are still not familiar with that terminology, because uh, people are used to talking about the ordinary drusen. So we're pushing hard get, to get that terminology even out amongst our peers and our colleagues in ophthalmology. So 
it's it's something that they will know how to look for if they, if they do if they do look for it um, and they can advise the patient but we need to educate the physicians as well that's that's that has to be that has to be checked in those scans so as we go, there's a lot of education left to be done here also because this is also new um, got it um, and um Anything else we should say? So um, I should mention again, our sponsor is Life First Naturals, which allows us to bring you great guests like Theodore Smith, our Theodore Smith, MD, PhD, professor of ophthalmology at the Icon School of Medicine at Mount Sinai Hospital, otherwise known as the New York Ear and Eye Infirmary, uh, Ear, Eye and Ear Infirmary, in, is where you can find him in New York City. Um, and uh, the um, message is that when you see your ophthalmologist for your routine checkup for all of those over the age of 60, before you say it, do you have the OCD monitor and do you know what SDD is? Um, and so those are the key. OCT and SDD are key words to remember from this interview. Um, anything else we should take away from it, uh, Dr. Smith? Well, I think uh, the connection between eye health and vascular health is one that's becoming extremely uh, more recognized in all its aspects. And so this is just another way when you go to either your eye doctor or if you go to your cardiologist, they may recommend uh, that you get these tests and see what's going on in your retina. So I think we're going to be hearing a lot more about it. Um, and uh, if if uh, is there? I, I mean, the retina is is what I learned in uh, medical school was the uh, was the if you will the eye or the the entrance to the brain. So this probably implies that not only um, is there a problem with your eye um, that needs to be aggressively managed, but also you should do all those things for your brain. We have a, a, a such as using uh, speed of processing games and changing your eating, managing stress, um, managing your uh, other uh, heart and stroke risks as well, um, and not doing unforced errors uh, such as texting while driving or uh, other uh, crazy behaviors, yeah. um, and right. getting enough sleep. So, is this still is it is it still thought of by the ophthalmology community as the the eye is the window to the brain? Absolutely. I think that's even more so recognized. We've, we've known it uh, for quite a while, but we, with the instruments that we have now for imaging, we can see more with more information, and it's uh, and increasing uh, in its importance and its relevance. Um, the, uh, um, I want to thank you very much for... Um, uh, being here and doing this, um, and uh, of course, thank the New York Ear, Eye and Ear Infirmary uh, for letting you uh, come on the show um, as well. So this is RadioMD.com um, and iHeart 
is are the sites you can easily download this from, but any place you get your normal podcast will carry this. Um, and thank Life First Naturals as our sponsor, Caitlin for Engineering. We'll be back next week. This has been episode 1113B. The Bs are always guests. The A's, the latest medical news of the week and what it means to you. We'll be back next week with both an A and a B section as usual. Thanks again for listening. Take care and remember when you see your ophthalmologist, make sure they have an OCT test for you and that once you get it, ask, do you have SSD? Is it SSD or SDD? I can, um, S double D um, for OCT. Thanks very much again. We'll be back next week.